The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. That there's been another funding announcement today from the federal liberals and one that could help address an issue that has been plaguing the city of Edmonton. The Trudeau government uh, announcing today that it plans to spend $1 billion over the next six months so cities and other homeless or housing providers can keep people from becoming homeless. The rapid housing funds can be used to buy properties being sold because of the COVID-19 pandemic or to build new modular units. This is something that Mayor Don Iveson has been pushing for and other big city mayors, in fact, have been pushing for for a long time and, and commented on it as recently as late last week. Mayors across the country are continuing to advocate for the need for permanent and sustainable housing solutions for vulnerable Canadians, including the residents of the camps that we see here in our city and those who have been uh, experiencing homelessness for some time and those who may begin to experience it because of the challenges in the economy. All orders of government, of course, are under immense financial pressure, but sending people back to the streets simply is not a solution. People need stable housing to weather this pandemic. Camps aren't a good long-term solution, and shelters don't address the need people have for a place to self-isolate and stabilize their addictions and mental health challenges. And shelters especially um, only help a little bit, and they're, they're an important part of the ecosystem. Um, but as the weather gets colder and colder, we need those long-term and sustainable housing solutions uh, to come online. And so increasing the supply of affordable and supportive housing was one of the city's top priorities before COVID-19, but this public health crisis has thrown the need for housing into stark relief for Canadians. And so the city is working to identify vacant buildings that could be used as short-term bridge housing, as well as longer-term affordable and supportive housing. And I understand the results of this work will be presented to council fairly soon. So the Liberals expect the program will create 3,000 new affordable housing units across the country. Crystal Kajenner is the Director of Housing and Homelessness at the City of Edmonton. She joins us now. Hi, Crystal. Welcome to 630 Chad. Hi, Jalen. All right. Thanks for having me on. Let's start with this. I mean, uh, Mayor Iveson uh, last week said this is a this is a no brainer that, uh, you know, the the, the thought of using this money to to buy uh, buildings that were set to be sold soon uh, rather than to have to wait months or, or years to get them. Would you agree with him that this is a no brainer? Uh, absolutely. Um, as the mayor's comments mentioned, and as many councils have uh, iterated over and over again, uh, the city of Edmonton is really committed to uh, ensuring an end to homelessness in our city. We've, um, mayor and council have prioritized this issue because they've seen uh, the impact that it has on not only individuals experiencing homelessness, mm-hmm. but the community at large, including you know businesses downtown, neighbors um, around the River Valley, and uh, of course the people um, in our city who who uh, you know struggle with uh, a lack of house, affordable housing on every every any given day. So, Crystal, this news today from uh, the federal government, obviously, um, good news from um, from your vantage point in, in the role that, uh, that that you fill with the city of Edmonton. Yes, absolutely. Um, one of our largest priorities has been pushing for the creation of new units of uh, supportive housing for people who are experiencing homelessness. And this announcement is right in line with that priority. Um, it's in, and one of the other things that we uh, like to see with this announcement is it's really focused on an urgent response. 
um, in in Edmonton on any given night, we have close to 2,000 people experiencing yeah. homelessness and the presence of COVID-19 in our community and the pandemic has really uh, brought that issue to the forefront even further because um, we all know that a home is really important to staying safe during this public health crisis. And so for those 2,000 people who are experiencing homelessness and up to 600 who are sleeping outside on any given night, uh, we know that they're at increased risk of um, transmission or contracting the illness, mm-hmm. uh, not to mention other safety and health concerns obviously associated with not having a house. Uh, Crystal Kajenner joining us this afternoon again, the Director of Housing and Homelessness at the City of Edmonton. Crystal, it was interesting to see, you know, uh, what was it, just a couple of weeks ago, the mayor saying, you know, we want we, we want to put in or put into to, to, to works this 10-week plan to end homelessness. And I think a lot of people thought, holy smokes, I mean, we've been trying to do, we've been trying to do this for mm-hmm. years and we haven't been able to really mm-hmm. make any ground. Um, that sense of urgency, and you touched on that word urgency you touched on that um what is it you know by him saying that 10 weeks um and and this and this focus now on it what does it do sure Uh, well i think i mean i think one of the important things to acknowledge is that uh, although homelessness uh, you know is obviously with us and it seems like it's a constant pressure uh it is a new relatively new problem and we haven't really seen homelessness on the scale that we have since it wasn't until like the mid-90s where it really became um, on such a large scale that we see now. And so we know that there are interventions that work against homelessness. And in fact, the city of Edmonton has been really successful, um, like the affordable housing agencies and Homer Trust and all the providers have been really successful in reducing the overall number amount of homelessness in our community since 2008. But what we're finding is uh, we've reduced it over half, I should say. But what we're finding is that there's a group of people who are chronically homeless, which mm-hmm. means that they've been homeless for, you know, multiple times, like three or more than three times in the last six months or for over a year. And what happens is once uh, you sort of fall into chronic homelessness, it becomes even more just very difficult to resolve it on your own. Um, things like, you know, mental health issues, addictions, physical health problems start to get in the way of being able to, you know, simply find a job find a house and get back to work and so what we know is that people experiencing chronic homelessness require supports with housing to um, to support to access and maintain their housing and so with winter approaching and you know everyone uh, many of us who drive into downtown every day can see you know there's uh, visible encampments in the river valley there's a lot of people sleeping outside and so I think the mayor was speaking with um, urgency and compassion for those people that uh, you know are clearly left with few options in the in you know in the face of both a uh, public health um, concerns around COVID-19 and also cold temperatures approaching so I think the mayor is challenging administration and all mm-hmm. the partners including the senior orders of government like the province mm-hmm. of the federal government who are ultimately responsible for housing uh, to get come together and come up with a plan to find uh, safe, sustainable housing for people. Crystal, we hear oftentimes that there's, you know, there's uh, the, the folks that don't have a, a, a place to stay. They, Some of them don't want to go to uh, the shelters for various reasons. It could be they have a pet, their partner's not allowed in, all sorts of different reasons. There are some people who um, find uh, com- companionship or, um, you know, a, a mm-hmm. collect like a community, especially at these camps. And that's one, you know, the, the, the camps that have popped up over the last couple of months um is that going to be a challenge do you think moving forward we know that the one piece camp has said you know we'll we'll uh, we'll start moving and, and getting things down um next monday but is that a challenge 
when you have people that have found a community that have found you know some services all in one place is that going to be um is that going to be tough to 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 to, to, to dismantle those camps what does that mean for those people sure yeah absolutely so i i mean i think like obviously the reason people are choosing to stay at the camp is because they're accessing services and supports there that aren't currently available or that, you know, may be a challenge. Um, on the one hand, there is emergency shelter capacity available on any given night. There In Edmonton, there's mm-hmm. over 200 spaces. And we do believe that that is the best place for people experiencing homelessness to access, uh, you know, support. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, emergency shelter is meant to be a short-term response. And I think, you know, you can imagine spending every night on a, a mat um, where you have access, yeah. you know, for a few hours to get some sleep and it's busy and there's people around and it's not a very private space, it can be difficult to, you know, get the sleep that you need. And also, um, uh, you know, it doesn't provide a lot of stability. Yeah. So for this, I think the city's position is that ultimately if we want to sustainably um, and put an end to rough sleeping or people sleeping outside, we need to do better than emergency shelter. We need to be able to provide people with that safe and secure and stable housing that they can use to, um, you know, get back on their feet and access healthcare and uh, reestablish their connection to community and supports and um, and just, you know, live a normal life like most of us get to and take for granted, I suppose. So, Crystal, with this announcement today, then said, okay, well, there's going to be, um, you know, a billion dollars over the next six months, so cities can, uh, you know, try to find, you know, buildings, that sort of stuff. Where where does Edmonton start at this? I know it has been looking at a, a number of uh, different, you know, buildings, properties. W- where would you, where where does Edmonton go from here on this? Sure. So even before um, the pandemic, we Edmonton had a critical shortage of supportive housing, so we knew that we needed. 900 units and we've been um, working with the province on that program to highlight this need and so that's part of why we're pleased with the announcement yeah. today because we do think it responds to what we've been asking for. Um, so in preparation for an announcement like this we've been looking at uh, you know what opportunities might exist. Uh, the city's already identified four city-owned sites for supportive housing okay. that we've um, been doing engagement on and are moving forward to rezoning later this year. Uh, we also are looking at um, modular housing options that could be quickly implemented. So it's essentially um, permanent housing looks just like any other, you know, apartment building, but it's um, built off with offsite construction. So it means that instead of um, conventional construction, it's a lot faster. So it can be delivered in months rather than years. And so that's something else we're looking at. And then finally, we're also talking to um, provide our private sector partners, including hotel operators, apartment building owners, and others who maybe are seeing a uh, downturn in business due to the pandemic, um, or, you know, even Mm -hmm. before the pandemic, some of our hotel operators were um, facing challenges with short-term rentals and that sort of thing. And so we're talking to everyone who might have um, an existing property that we could uh, repurpose and convert for the purposes of supportive housing. Crystal, if I remember correctly, at the start of the pandemic, what, some, some motels, hotels were used in some cases to, to house some people. Was Is that correct? That's right. Yeah, yeah that's right. So we, um, uh, one of the response, as part of one of the responses working with our partner agencies, uh, Boyle Street Community Services and Bissell and Homer Trust, uh, acts, or repurposed the Coliseum Inn, which was right beside the Expo Center. And that was repurposed for bridge housing. Mm-hmm. And what bridge housing is, is as you can imagine, if you're uh, staying outside or staying in a shelter and you're moving around uh, and not necessarily staying in the same place, 
all the time, it can be difficult to maintain a connection to a housing worker and to, you know, get the ID and yeah. documents um, and, you know, income support that you need to access housing. And so bridge housing is a solution that helps people who are sleeping outside move immediately into mm. short-term housing and then they can work on permanent housing. And, and how did so, that, and how did that go? How did that go at the start of the pandemic? Well, it's actually going really well. Okay, um, good. From, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So since, March, um, the community agencies that I mentioned that work on homelessness have housed almost 900 people. Mm. Um, uh, And uh, part of that is because of that access to that bridge housing resource. Um, But it's also just a testament to the hardworking housing workers that we have in our social agencies. Um, That being said, though, I want to note that despite our progress, we know that the pandemic is making things a lot worse uh, combined with the oil price crash and the mm-hmm. economic situation we're in we're expect we're and we're basically um finding that we're getting another 180 people are being added into or are being exposed into homelessness each month during the pandemic so all of our agencies are working really hard and we're accessing all the resources we currently have available but we're still um you know our numbers of overall homelessness is still growing and so this money today is a welcome mm-hmm. welcome news because hopefully it'll help us continue to stay ahead of the inflow well, and, yeah and part of it was say to, you know to keep people off you know maybe as you said you you talk about that 180 people a month who are who are you know moving or not having a place to go anymore and maybe are living on the street having to go to a shelter i mean that's you know that's just reality in the province right now so if we can keep um you know some of those folks you know in a safe place in a warm place and and help them through this as as they continue to get back on their feet that's very important so i mean i think the biggest thing here now is with with Christmas just around or Christmas with with winter just around the corner I mean you want to get this up and running sooner rather than later right yeah yeah absolutely and I mean the announcement today was very welcome but we're still obviously waiting for the details on exactly how that money will roll out Um, as I mentioned we have 600 people on any given night in Edmonton sleeping outside as it is so we're and you know with 3,000 units for the whole country Mm -hmm. uh, there is you know, it it remains to be seen uh, whether that will be enough to meet the need here in Edmonton. But I can tell you that on our side, the city is doing everything we can to talk to our partners, the agencies, um, private sector uh, folks who want to who are looking at um, selling their buildings, and also, of course, most importantly, the provincial government who's uh, responsible for. Um, providing funding for homelessness as well and trying yeah. to bring everyone together. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, been mentioned many, many times. Crystal, mm-hmm. I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon, giving us an update and your reaction to this news today. Uh, we'll be following it and, and we'll be watching very closely to see what happens over the weeks and, and months ahead because, so as we know, you know, <laughs> with that, that cold weather is just around the corner. So, Crystal, thank you for joining me this afternoon. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Dylan, and thanks for your interest in this topic. Yeah, I appreciate you, it. You betcha. <laughs> Crystal Kajenner joining us this afternoon, the Director of Housing and Homelessness at the City of Edmonton. And, uh, you know, the, the federal government was first uh, approached with this idea uh, a few months ago, and um, then there was a number of conversations that, uh, that continued on, and then here we are today. So $1 billion over the next six months. So we'll see what exactly it means for the City of Edmonton Edmonton and for uh, for that population, uh, for the population here that is living rough. Uh, we'll see how fast it can get done.